Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! It's drizzling. It's gloomy. That's okay. It's also the last Friday night of the regular season across the state in high school football. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuanez. At least here in western Montana, the weather has finally turned, and it's supposed to be cold, rainy, wet. I mean, hell, it's the middle of October. It's almost the end of October. So uh, finally back to, dare I say, normal. Huge night across the high school football slate. One of the biggest Saturdays of the fall on the college level as well. So we'll get you set up for all of that. Pretty much all football all the time here on Nuana's Now here uh, on your Friday to end your week. So thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It's also Friday Pie Day, which means we have a free pizza pie courtesy of Front Street Pizza. So stay tuned for that. I'd be doing that about 5.30. So um, keep it tuned, and uh, we'll be giving you a free large pizza uh, from Front Street Pizza. Uh, All you got to do is call us. We call them, and uh, we get you set up, get your Friday night started off right. We'll take you through the schedule. Um. For high school football across the state, we'll also give you an update on the high school soccer playoffs as well. For many teams, this is the finale. This is the end. And for many other teams, the beginning, because there's a lot of games in the state tonight where postseason positioning will certainly uh, be uh, of high priority and uh, there'll certainly be some ramifications from the results tonight. We're also going to hear from Carolyn. Our great friend, the chick who doesn't know sports, we'll hear from her uh, in hour number one and hour number two. We're kind of just splitting up the conversation uh, just to keep you entertained and also to splice in as much of the um, real-time stuff as we possibly can uh, as well, and, and some of the local stuff as well. She's got plenty to say about a whole bunch of different things. We're also going to hear from Justice Perkins. He's a sophomore center for the Montana State Bobcats. They host... Weber State on Saturday afternoon. We're also going to hear from Troy Taylor, the head coach of the Sacramento State Hornets. His team hosts Montana Saturday evening, so uh, two of the biggest games in the United States of America will uh, play out involving two of the Montana schools, one in Bozeman, one in Sacramento. So Coach Taylor will join us at the top of the second hour, 
And we're also going to hear from a, a new guest. We are the official affiliates of the Seattle Kraken uh, NHL hockey team. And Everett Fitzhugh, he and Andrew Houghton caught up. Everett is the uh, play-by-play man for the Seattle Kraken. So we'll get to know him a little bit more. You'll hear his uh, voice on these radio airwaves. Uh, many an evening coming up throughout the winter. Uh, so we'll get a little look at him and a little look at the Seattle Kraken team as well. So here goes your show, Outlook, presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. The Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have in the real estate world, give Brent and his team a call today. You want to stream the show? You always can on the ESPN MT app. You always can on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, whether you're trying to win some free pizza pie or you just have uh, – Questions, comments, concerns, anything like that, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And all guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. It's also a Friday, so that means it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. It's a Friday night, so you can stay up late. Since it's a little bit cold and drizzly, go get yourself a hot beverage, warm yourself up. There's Florence Coffee Company kiosks all across the state of Montana, no matter where you're at. Uh, there's a Florence Coffee Company kiosk uh, near you. Florence Coffee Company is also having a uh, pet costume contest. So uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. You can go follow them on their Instagram for more uh, details. And we'll give you some more details here in a little while. The uh, Hallow's Eve, as it were, Halloween, coming up uh, here in just, I guess... What would it be? It would be uh, uh, two Mondays from now, so not this upcoming Monday, but the Monday after that is the official Halloween, October 31st day. So a pet costume contest, um, courtesy of Florence Coffee Company. So uh, go check out Florence Coffee on Instagram. Appreciate Florence Coffee for their continued partnership with us uh, here at uh, ESPN Radio. Let's dive into some high school stuff. There was a couple games. Last night, uh, including uh, the Missoula schools, uh, Missoula Sentinel plays tonight. Uh, sort of a haphazard schedule, so our Garden City Spotlight this week will not include any interviews, but uh, we will take you through the results from uh, last evening as well as give you a little preview of Sentinel's game against Butte. And uh, we also will talk about the state high school soccer playoffs because those are raging on right now and several different uh, of the Missoula teams, both boys and girls, are uh, on the move, moving on, uh, survive in advance this time of year. So a uh, fun time of year for sure. Uh, so a little different format for the Garden City Spotlight this week, but don't worry, we'll be back at our normal uh, format with interviews with the high school coaches, probably do a couple um, recaps of seasons with the Hellgate and Big Sky coaches and uh, a preview of of whomever uh, Sentinel might draw for the upcoming uh, playoffs that that begin next week. The slate tonight, the two biggest games in the state, basically we have de facto state uh, or conference, I should say, championship games, one in Helena, one in Bozeman. Uh, Crosstown in Helena, Helena High versus Helena Capital, number one versus number two. Capitals, the last 
remaining undefeated team in uh, Class AA. They're 8-0 going into this Crosstown matchup with Helena High. Helena High is 7-1. So the Bengals have been very good. They've won seven in a row, including a big-time win over Missoula Sentinel to snap Sentinel's 25-game winning streak. And so that game in the capital city, that will be for the number one overall seed out of the West and uh, home field advantage all the way through the state championship game. So excited for um, that one. The other big game, the other biggest game, I should say, in the Eastern AA takes place in Bozeman with Billings West coming to town. That's an old school rivalry. There's only been a crosstown in Bozeman for three years. This last one, uh, last week, Bozeman High beat Bozeman Gallatin 38-14. It was the first one with real ramifications uh, in the playoff standings because Gallatin had been very good going into that one as well. And they they still are uh, a playoff team, but they suffered their first Eastern AA loss last week. Bozeman High remained undefeated in Eastern AA play. So uh, West at Bozeman. Uh, both those teams riding six-game winning streaks. Both those teams undefeated in Eastern AA play. The winner of that uh, will take the top seed out of the East into the uh, Class AA playoffs. A couple other big games in Class A. Hamilton puts its 19-game uh, winning streak on the line against Columbia Falls. The Wildcats are 6-1, and one, and they've been very good offensively. Polson versus Whitefish should be a good one as well. Polson remains undefeated in Class A. And Whitefish has two losses, but they've been very good as well. Flynn Ridgeway, one of the best playmakers in the state there for the Bulldogs. So a battle of four really good offenses there. Hamilton and Sea Falls can both put up points, as can Polson and Whitefish. So those will be good games. Fergus County also remains undefeated. Lewistown, that is. And they take on Custer County. That's Miles City for those keeping track. So we'll see if the Golden Eagles can stay undefeated as well. Last night in the baseball playoffs, and we'll be in and out of, the, of playoff coverage as well here for the next couple weeks in Major League Baseball. Uh, but last night, we got an evening of the docket. So both the NLCS and the ALCS are even at one to one, one and one. Uh, last night, the Yankees got on the board, their first victory. Oh, excuse me. Andrew's waving at me. No, they did not. Uh, Last night, the Astros won, excuse me, 3-2. to two, And uh, so 2 nothing. Houston is leading in that series. And your Friday night game includes the Padres and the Phillies. That series is tied 1-1. One to one. So Astros into a dominant 2-0 lead over the New York Yankees. And uh, the National League Championship Series tied at 1-1. The first game, or the third game, excuse me, the first game from Philadelphia will take place tonight at uh, 5.37 p.m. for first pitch uh, here uh, in Montana. We'll come back to some um, high school stuff and some college stuff in a little while, but it is a Friday here on Nuanas now, so let's have some fun. This is probably way too much information, but I have to carry a bottle of lotion around in my backpack now because I've been doing all of these things that make me sweat in the middle of my workday. It makes my skin really dry, but... We've been getting fit during football season. That's right. <laughs> Your face is I like, I didn't know where you, you were go? going with this. Uh, yeah, well, it's because you're a perverted mom of teenage boys. So you're like, why do you have lotion in your backpack? We're already getting fired. Look oh, at us. Jesus. We've been recording for 30 seconds. And we're you already started it. People. I know. That's all to say, uh, as we record this here on a Thursday morning, I just got done getting my 
butt absolutely kicked, uh, quite literally and figuratively. These new strength classes at the Hype House are crazy. You hit you hit the spin a couple times. I need to get you in these strengths now. You know, I was going to do strength this morning, but I'm getting on a plane tonight, and I knew yeah, yeah, I would be yeah. so sore that I see. I know, and I have a I have a seven o'clock leave time Saturday morning, and I'm riding in my brother's car. I'm not driving, so that means you know, in passenger seat, you're always a little bit more right. You know, uncomfy, especially when you're used to being the driver. So I might be having major regrets. Well, if you do, you go to Core Power at Hot House tomorrow and see, stretch that that's out. What I was you'll thinking. be good to go. I I was thinking I might have to just not do the spin tomorrow. I've already hit three strength and two or one spin this week. Maybe I'll go the the, yeah. the yoga tomorrow. You need to go to Hot House tomorrow and get stretched out. I'm going today. At press time, I will have already gone, but I'm there going go. at lunchtime today, and I cannot wait to get sweaty. Speaking of uh, the tonight, the Hype House is having a uh, worthwhile fundraiser uh, at their spot there right on Tool Avenue, right across from DraftWorks. And uh, they're raising money for breast cancer awareness. There's two local oh, women nice. that have been diagnosed with breast cancer that both need help uh, direly for their families. And so there's raffle baskets and they'll be having snacks and drinks and all sorts of stuff down there at the Hype House from five to nine. So uh, go check it out if you are interested in helping out some uh, local ladies and maybe even learning a little bit more about the Hype House. Thanks to Hype House, Hot House Yoga, as well as uh, Elevate Nutrition and Nutrition on Reserve for uh, keeping us uh, all Fit during football. By the way, the uh, the stuff that the Elevate guys got me on, it's, it's awesome. Like, I can tell when I work out super hard that it just helps you recover big oh, time. Oh, really? The protein thing is real. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, they tell you, like, you should eat about 65% of your body weight, that many grams of, of protein, and you're think, sitting there thinking, man, okay, well, I weigh 250, so that means I need to eat 200 grams of protein. But then when you start tracking it, you're like, I, I probably do, especially yeah. when you go work out really hard, so... Uh, thanks to those guys too. I'm feeling feeling fresh. Look at you. Uh, you're looking great too. You know. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> uh, what do you got this week? Well, Sugar does no sports. By the way, all we do oh, is talk yeah. about our workouts. This is Carolyn. Uh, I've been so bad about actually introing these without you know just diving right in. Uh, Carolyn joins us once a, once a week here uh, on Nuanas now, and uh, it's part of our fit during football, but also. Uh, Brought to you by Buff City Soap. Uh, what do you got this week? So uh, what do you know about the 08 Gators? Oh, or, man. Uh, like the Florida football team? Yeah. I mean, I know so much about them. What, what, do, you, what do you want me to know? Well, I mean, I know that they're one of the most unruly bunches of all time, but they also were one of the greatest college football teams ever. So Netflix is going to be doing a documentary on them. Oh, man. My, my brain might fall out of my head. I just want to reiterate this team's roster. Okay. Aaron Hernandez. Uh, I mean, I know all about the uh, the Aaron Hernandez deal because one of the, my favorite, uh, probably the only actually uh, like miniseries type podcast I've ever listened to multiple times oh, yeah. is Gladiator yeah. Football Inc. All about uh, Aaron Hernandez. And they talk all about his time at Florida and man, talk about enabling. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the other kids on this team. Okay. Ronnie Wilson got yep. charged with battery and shooting a semi-automatic rifle during a dispute. Yep. Cam Newton, stealing laptops. And then subsequently transferred to a junior college and then went to Auburn and won the Heisman, yep. Okay, see, did not know this. Yep. Avery Atkins, charged with battery in 2006, transferring, and then he died of a drug overdose in 2007. Sad. Very sad. Riley Cooper, resisting an officer. And Riley Cooper had his um, racially charged drama once upon a yes. time as well. All coached by Urban Meyer. Well, this is, they only go. That's only the parts they teased with. Well, this there is was a, like fifty guys on that team said. that got arrested. The, I saw a headline that said like forty members of the team had been arrested. I mean, not and to, then team Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, 
Man, I could go off about this forever, but I'll just leave it at this. Two things. One, is not a coincidence that Urban Meyer uh, somehow had like a heart malady that caused him to abruptly retire from Florida. Oh. Before all this stuff came down the pipe. Okay. And then he like gets magically healed. He said, I'm so stressed out, it's making my heart bad. I got to retire. And then he reappeared at Ohio State and won more national championships later on. Uh, That's one. Two, it's also not a coincidence that the golden boy quarterback of the modern era in college football, Tim Tebow, was put on this unbelievable pedestal and just stroked by the media like the second coming of who knows, you Jesus, know. Jesus, he was. I mean, he did for real, though. Yeah. It was all a stunt, though. I mean, Tim Tebow's a great college football player. They also elevated him to an insane level of fame because they wanted everybody to look at squeaky clean Christian boy over here and, and not, not all these dudes. So. How do you think Tim Tebow dealt with those as his teammates? Because that would be really tough, knowing these... Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say thugs, but... I think that Tim Tebow was probably so enamored with his own sense of belief that he believed that he could save all these men. Do you think That's what I'm wondering. Do you think he, like, preached to them and tried to get I them to find I think he would, like, Jesus, probably or? try, and then he would probably then just go work out and get more buff and then just run people over on Saturdays. Did he graduate from Florida? He did. Okay. Won the Heisman Trophy, was a finalist multiple times, led him to a national championship. Okay. And then who did he play for it when he was professional uh he his greatest stint was with the denver broncos but he kind of bounced around he only really got any playing time with the broncos he had the uh the crazy run in the playoffs that year where he like led them to the playoffs and then led them to a playoff win even though he was like objectively one of the least developed pro quarterbacks tim Tebow is just a fascinating character yeah i wish somebody wish somebody would have sort of told him like hey man you're a phenomenal athlete and you can't really throw it. So you should just go play a different position. <laughs> right. Because he's so big and strong yeah. and tough and like disciplined and all these things. But he but wants to be quarterback. Want to be quarterback. So um, this is allegedly titled The Swamps of Florida. Allegedly, they um, were filming it this summer and Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer are participating. So it'll be, I'm really excited for this. This is going to be a great documentary. Yeah, I, uh, I think it goes back to the broader question, uh, the ethical and moral questions of college football. I think you really are hard. I, and I think this is why the dynasty that is Alabama is so impressive. Alabama has a, just a pipeline of NFL talent, and they're mean, and they, they are violent, and they don't get in trouble. They're the But they're like the first part, the first of a new era of that. It used to be... You either got the dudes who are just crazy and irreverent and you win a national championship or you don't. I mean, it's the Catholics versus the convicts, right? right? It's the, it's the old school, like so Notre, wait, Dame, Notre Dame and Stanford and stuff. They don't have a chance anymore. There was a, I guess there was a period in time where they didn't because you either had to prioritize just getting dudes who are just crazy that want to run through a wall and might get in fights every weekend. And, you know. Goody goodies weren't going to win a national championship right. in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. So talking about Alabama, and you said they're bad dudes, but they don't get in trouble. What do you mean by that? They just don't get in trouble for bad well, things I just, they do? No, I just or? mean that Nick Saban has found a way to implement a discipline and a disciplinary program where he can get guys that are – I mean, make no mistake. If you're going to play in the SEC and play in the NFL, you're a little touched. Like, you're a little off kilter. You have a very strong love of violence. So be able to harness that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I've always thought. Keep like, it on the field. That's right. Not, yeah. yeah. And giving guys outlets. And, and I think it's a phenomenal job by Nick Saban. But, I mean, it, it just goes hand in hand. I mean, young 
men of all demographics are prone to do stupid things. And forever, that those stupid things involved fighting. Right. That seems to have become way less commonplace, which I think is probably a good thing for society. But if you're also like willing to just go crazy on a football field, you probably have a short temper and you want to fight all the time. Yeah. Nick Saban's has done such a great job of getting guys that want to be uh, violent in a controlled atmosphere. I would love to see if when he finishes his career at Alabama, he figures out how to coach the other coaches uh-huh. on that because that seems like a really great thing. Like For keep sure. these kids, let them know, keep their perspective, let them know they're here to play football, take it out on the field, whatever they have to do. And because it's such a shame when you see so much potential and then they blow it. For sure. It, it is a very interesting dynamic. I mean, Nick Saban also has these fundamental uh, advantages uh, in the pockets of the Alabama boosters. I mean, right. he's got 10 times as many assistant coaches to monitor these guys. Like They've all got little I mean, these watchers. dudes. They, these dudes also have so much structure because, like, the Alabama facilities are so sweet. So, like, you don't, if you want, you can play football at Alabama and never leave. Yeah. Like, the place, because they have a training table. I mean, they have, like, private chefs for every single dude. Like, you can go to the pasta bar or the fish bar or the steak bar or whatever. That's insane. Like, they got big screen TVs in their lockers. Like, you can just hang out all the time. Huh. It's like a little frat house. I mean, the Grizz have the Champion Center. I think the, the Grizz hang out at the Champion Center a lot. I think it does keep a lot of guys out yeah, of trouble. Yeah, I think so. that's great. Check out those little sports here uh, on ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and uh, the ESPN MT app. Okay, what else you got? Uh, Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. Yeah. So he said on Tuesday that his doctors said he should be fine. He should be fine. This is Tua Tagovailoa, starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. And that um, the risk of him developing CTE in the future is low because he doesn't get hit as much as other players on the field. I don't know. Um, He said there's not necessarily as much long-term risk. Let's say guys get about six concussions. Well, those guys only have six concussions that are playing the position I'm playing where we don't get hit as much, blah, 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 whatever. I think he, this is a man who has been hit in the head too much because this, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of just in the realm of the acceptable level of risk, right? I mean, drinking alcohol is bad for you. What? Everybody still does it. How dare you? You know, I don't know. I mean, but it's an acceptable level of risk. You're like, well, I know that drinking alcohol all the time might make my life shorter, but I also want to live my life fun fashion. So here I am drinking. Listen, I get what you're saying. We can get in a car accident. We can, you know, whatever. But I think him just being blowing off what happened to him is insane. I know, but I also think it's insane for us to continue to analyze this like it's ever going to be any different. If you, like, sacrifice your whole life to get to that level of football, you're never going to walk away. All right, good point. I mean, like, if you're like, hey, Tua, you could die next week, he'd be like, great, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. These guys don't care. They they have such a high level of competitive fever, and also they're getting paid such an unbelievable amount of money. I don't know. Yeah. I think every NFL football player fully understands that the risks – I think only a few of them ever have regrets at the end. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, it says a lot about a lot. I think yeah. it says a lot about our instincts as humans. I think it says a lot about uh, our culture as Americans. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, well, I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny when we, like, th- like, the shock and awe, like, when Tua comes out on the record and says, I was knocked unconscious. It's like, are you kidding me? Of course you were, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched it. You were out like a light. And I don't mean to make light of it, but like... No, of course. Uh, I, I guess 
there's been this like last 10 years where concussions and concussion protocol and the research of CTE has risen to the top. And I just find it so fascinating how many people act like this is something they didn't know about. Right. So I mean, I've known that people are getting head injuries while playing football since I was 14 years old. Yeah. Like you, you just, that's just what happens to you. And it sucks, but it's also just like part, part of, of the game. The game. I get that. I just feel that when something that obvious happens, yeah. I mean, your brain suffered something. Totally. It wasn't, it wasn't, I don't know. I, I just think if he were smart, he'd take the season off, rest that noggin. But, well, the other he's part is he's, he's under a lot of pressure because Miami has lost, I think, all of their games since he's been out. So yeah. there's a lot of pressure going on for sure. Sports part one here on your Friday. Part two coming at you in hour number two. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, Coulter Nuanas, coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. I was looking uh, while I was giving you the rundown of the, the games in uh, across the state this evening for some scores from last night. Found them while we were uh, listening in with Carolyn. Three AA games last night. Billings Senior defeated Belgrade 25-22. Missoula Big Sky blasts Flathead 53-20, and the Glacier Wolfpack, woof, 84-15 to over the Hellgate Knights. So a uh, tough finish to the season for Hellgate. Uh, but Glacier, like I said on Monday, that's a team I would not want to play uh, in the uh, in the playoffs. couple, uh, just one actually, Class A score. Laurel beats Haver 3-0. to And uh, in Class B, Thompson Falls, the actually defending Class C eight-man champion, but now has moved up to Class B. They drill the Anaconda Copperheads, forty-two to zero, and uh, looks like there was no small school game. Oh, one one small school game, uh, six-man game. The Bainville Bulldogs beat the Garfield County Mustangs, thirty-four thirty-three. So good one there, uh, and uh, Class C six-man. Montana State has one of the games of the year. At least according to the rankings, tomorrow in Bozeman, Weber State's coming to town. The Bobcat offensive line, one of the stories of the week and of the year right now. First in their exceptional play, then in the attrition that they've suffered over the last week or so. One of the guys who's still standing, sophomore center Justice Perkins. He joins us next for our Montana State Minute. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. College Athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. 
ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Remember Nick at Night on Nickelodeon? People of a certain age certainly do. It was like a little re, like variety show. It was like the Tonight Show, but for kids. I don't even know if it's still on. I, I mean, hell, I'm 35 with no children, so I haven't watched Nickelodeon in a long time. <laughs> Good parenting, I guess, by my brother because he does have the children and uh, not a lot of Nickelodeon going on over there either. But regardless, I never forget watching Nick at Night when I was a kid and TLC comes on. And that was when they were first out, first big. And uh, I remember thinking even distinctly as a, as a kid, like this is elementary, middle school-ish, thinking, man, this is pretty edgy for Nick at Night. But it was that song, a little uh, creep for you. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's a Friday. So that means it's a Friday pie day. We got a free pizza pie coming up for you from Front Street Pizza. So keep it tuned. About 530, we'll be giving you an opportunity to win it. Here's the deal. You call us, we call them. You go pick it up. You start your Friday night off right with a delicious piping hot pizza from Front Street Pizza down there on Front Street right across from the old public library right up the way from the new public library. Two top ten showdowns involving Big Sky Conference teams. Regardless of how the rest of the season plays out, I can almost guarantee you the results of the games in Bozeman and Sacramento will obviously have a uh, big hand in the Big Sky title race, and it will also have a hand on FCS playoff seedings, and it could be turning points one way or the other for all the four teams involved. Number five, Weber State plays at number three, Montana State in Bozeman. That's a Saturday afternoon game. Uh, the high has dropped to 38, 39 degrees. It's supposed to be rainy, 80% chance of rain. So uh, could be it's already expected to be a physical knockdown drag out, but it could be even more uh, given the elements. And then the nightcap, Probably all across college football, actually, probably one of, if not the latest games that will be kicked will be Montana, the seventh-ranked team in the country, playing at Sac State, the number two-ranked team in the country. The Grizzlies coming off a loss, their first loss of the season. Idaho and Sac State undefeated uh, through six games, their best start since 1992. The game in Bozeman uh, should be a, a really good one, and I think one of the main storylines going into that game is all of a sudden how banged up Montana State's offensive line is. The unit has been phenomenal. It has been a pleasant surprise. Uh, that was one of the big question marks of the year, how do they replace all the great players that they lost from last year. They only had one returning starter. That's Justice Perkins, who will join us here in just a minute. But last week during, uh, during the game against Northern Colorado, Marcus Weir, a building central product, who was the starter at right tackle. He went down. He's out for the season. Cole Sane, who's the starter at right guard. He went down. He's out for the foreseeable future. And Titan Fleischman, who is the swing guy, the next man up, he also went down with a season-ending injury. I don't know if that was actually against Northern Colorado or the week before, but he's also out. And so the Bobcats down three of their top, I'd say, eight or nine offensive linemen. They basically have a set of ten guys. They do a bunch of double rep stuff. In practice, so that's how they've been able to accelerate their development pretty quickly. But losing three guys, no matter who you are in one position group, it hurts you. It definitely hurts you. And uh, the Cats have had a rash of injuries throughout the year. It hasn't hurt them yet. It hasn't. I guess I shouldn't say hurt them, but it hasn't incurred their uh, winning ways yet. 
We'll see, though, because Weber State's so good up front, they play a ton of guys on the defensive line. Jay Hill, one of the best defensive-minded coaches in the Big Sky Conference. That's all to say, if Montana State can overcome this spat of adversity, I think they're absolutely the real deal. More importantly, if they can overcome the Weber State Wildcats, uh, they continue to affirm that they're absolutely the real deal. So Montana State Minutes, presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. you got a big family party coming up, a tailgate, any sort of gathering. JNV is your home for everything kitchen. They have three locations throughout Montana, Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, you can also check out their great website, JNV Restaurant Supply. Well, Montana State Minute Part 2 for the week. You get two Montana State Minutes this week because arguably the biggest game in the football championship subdivision plays out in Bozeman, Montana on Saturday afternoon. Fifth-ranked Weber State coming to town to take on the third-ranked Montana State Bobcats. Should be a hell of a game like it always is. We're joined by Justice Perkins. He's a sophomore center and a Bozeman High School graduate playing for the Montana State Bobcats. Justice, first I want to talk about the high school part of this because I think it's been really fun to watch that there's actually like an inner city rivalry now uh, in Bozeman and Crosstown last week. There was some scuttle, like Gallatin was pretty good. Maybe they're going to knock off the Hawks for the first time. Not so much. Levi Weshi and your boys got it done. They they won in a big way, 38-14. Uh, so you got some pride in, in the fact that the Hawks are winning these Crosstown games now? Yeah, 100%. I had a 100% confidence in my guys. You know, this is how Bozeman is. We'll always be the big brother. Uh, obviously, we have a couple of Gallatin guys on the team now, so it was actually fun to chirp with them a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Bozeman did what they're supposed to do. Well, it's uh, it's fun to watch all you Bozeman guys that have stayed home and, and played there at Montana State. And it, it seems like uh, from Troy Purcell to Levi Weshi, the last 10 years or so, Bozeman's become you know not just a powerhouse at the AA level, but also a factory when it comes to producing guys that can play at the Division One level. Why do you think that is? What did your high school career do for you that, that set the stage for you then to, to rapidly rise and become a starter so quickly at Montana State? Um, yeah, that's a great question, Coulter. I think uh, Levi, because I had Troy... Uh, Purcell, his, my freshman year was his final year, so I never really had him as a coach because I was on the freshman team. But Wesley did a great job of, you know, instilling just hard work in us, you know. He had us constantly in the weight room in the winter time, summer times, getting better as a team, working out uh, when we could get out on the field and whatnot. But that work ethic that, you know, translates pretty easily into the next level, the Division One level. So I was able to keep that and, uh, you know, keep that head-down mentality, put my nose to the grindstone and get after it. Justice Perkins joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Tell us about last week. A um, little bit of a slow start there in Greeley, but then you guys really caught fire and uh, seemed like Tommy Malott settled in. Sean Chambers did his thing as well. Lane Sumner running crazy. We're going to get back to him because I'm loving me some Lane Sumner right now. Uh, but what did it take to settle down and, and then get on the roll like you did? I mean, you guys have proven you can score points in bunches uh, when you do uh, – get rolling. So what did it take in Greeley last week? How you guys were able to turn the corner and, and surge your way to that 37-14 victory? Yeah, I know Colorado has a, has a very solid team. You know, they they have some unique fronts on defense that, you know, gave us troubles a little bit at the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Had some troubles IDing it, seeing it. But uh, after coming to the sideline, talking with the guys, talking with uh, Coach Armstrong, we were able to figure out, come with another game plan. And, uh, you know, once we, once we started getting after it, you know, hitting the plays again and again, Eventually, the hole started getting there, and uh, we were able to do what we were able to do. So interesting, too, is I think that you know I, I watch the game from the lines out. Most people watch the ball, but you guys do do so much offensively on the offensive front, and it seems like you guys are able to make adjustments in games so well as well. What's that a factor of? I mean, how, how do you guys make moves on the fly like you have done so well so far this year? Um, I think it's a kudos to the guys to my left and right. You know, they do a great job of, 
communicating what they're seeing to me so I can communicate to Army. And, you know, when we come to the sideline, we're able to drop what we're seeing out there so that we can come to a solution for it. So I think that's the biggest uh, improvement from last year to this year is just being able to talk as a unit and see it all as one. Tell me about the run game and, and the way that it's evolved because it seems like it doesn't matter who you guys put back there. You guys are rushing for 250 bare minimum, and if you have a good day, it's more like 400. So what have been the key factors in the run game? How have you guys been able to, to be so prolific even though there has been so much overturn in, in the variety of ball carriers that you have had? I mean, I think because we come each week, you know, ready to work. We're, we're a hardworking bunch, you know. No matter what we show, we're going to be able, we're going to go out, we're going to go out there and uh, constantly go out on the attack, you know. Uh, just drill, thanks to the drill work you do at practice, you know, constantly seeing it over and over again so that come Saturday we're able to play fast and confidence knowing that we already saw this look all week. Let's talk about this upcoming matchup then. Uh, an unbelievable slate uh, this upcoming weekend in the Big Sky Conference. Couple top 10 matchups, one in Sacramento, one in Bozeman. So uh, w- when you start to prepare and think about this one, Justice, obviously your coaches and the way you guys are coached, each game a big game because you got to take care of business if you want the next one to be a big game. How do you focus on that, though, and, and what are your thoughts like, going into this game against Weber State? I mean, yeah, obviously Weber is a very talented team. They've been, you know, the top of the big sky for a while now. So uh, we don't, every week we come in, uh, we don't take any team, you know, any less serious than the next. You know, we treat Oregon State like we treated Moorhead in terms of preparation. So this is another one we're coming, we're preparing, uh, you know, very solid front, uh, very solid box. You know, we're going to have, it's going to be a great uh, opportunity for our, our offensive line to, to go up against, you know, the best, you know, that's what our saying was last year. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. So this is be a great opportunity for us. One guy on your offense I want to ask you about who seemed like has really dedicated himself to trying to be the best is Willie Patterson. I think it's a great story just because he, he has flashed Anybody that's been around Bobcat football and watched spring ball and stuff, they've seen the talent that he has. But then he, there's always something that's standing in his way, whether it's you know really talented guys that are on their way to the NFL or you know injuries that get in the way or whatever. Uh, but now it seems like he has really exploded into becoming one of the best receivers in the league. What have you thought of, of one of your senior receivers there? It seems like he's really having a breakout senior year. Yeah, Willie, it was it was no surprise for us that Willie was going to have a big year. You know, he's the type of guy that shows up every day willing to work, willing to put in that hard work. And, uh, you know, he knew his opportunity was going to come eventually, so he, he stayed humble and stayed hungry, you know, waiting for his opportunity to come. And this year we called upon him. He knew what we needed out of him, and he's been delivering. So it's awesome to see him go this year. You know, it's, 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 it's great to see. There's so many different types of personalities that can add to that dynamic of a team, and that's what I love about covering college football is seeing guys from all over the country you know, come together, maybe have nothing in common, and then you, all of a sudden you find all this stuff in common. But Willie, you know, he, he's got a little edge to him. I mean, he's he's got some swag. So when he's making plays though, and you know, celebrating and screaming, and you know, every once in a while, as long as he's not going to get in trouble doing backflips, things like that, how much does that get you guys going? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. You know, we, we always harp on bringing our own energy. So Willie's, you know, a great component of that. He's always picking guys up. He always has he always has the juice on game day. So, you know, you know, if you're feeling down at all, you can look over at Willie, and Willie will get you going real quick. So having that, it's great. Justice Perkins is joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's our Montana State Minute presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. He is the starting center for the Montana State Bobcats. Um, I know that you guys have dealt with some adversity up front now, too, with some of these guys going down. So um, with Marcus Weir down, Titan Fleischman, uh, Cole Sane, what's the next step for the Bobcat offensive line? I know you guys are confident in the group that you've got. Everybody's gotten a lot of reps, but how, how do you put the rubber to the road? What's your feeling going into this game, given some of the guys that you'll be missing? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, guys who, are, who who have been starting for us, you know, having them go down, you know, it's, it's a big hit, but 
you know, we have that mentality on the offensive line, you know, next man up, kind of like how my opportunity came around here in Montana State. So, you know, Jacob Kettles, Omar, Agbidian, they're all hungry to go. They're all hungry to prove themselves. And we just have to do a great job, uh, you know, me, JT, and Rush, of just picking the guys up, you know, helping them how many nerves they have because we have the most utmost confidence in them. We have the utmost confidence of anyone in, in this room who step, who's asked to step up in a situation like this. So making sure that they're able to play fast on Saturday and uh, play confident is, is the key for us. Last thing for you then, with a fellow Big Sky Conference title contender and a fellow top five team coming to town, what are the keys for Montana State on Saturday uh, if you're going to get this one done against Weber State? Uh, I mean, definitely uh, – Reestablishing the line of scrimmage up front, you know, last year they held us. To, I, I don't remember. It wasn't, it wasn't many yards. Uh, so we got to be able to run the ball against them. That will be huge. Um, I know they have a very talented offense. Our defense will have to take care, which I know I, I'm confident in them to do so. But, uh, you know, making plays when they arrive will be huge for us. You know, uh, Weber State does a great job of limiting explosive plays. So if we're able to get some on them, get some going, get the momentum our way, that will be huge for us to, uh, to take advantage of. Justice Perkins, Bozeman's finest, starting center for the Montana State Bobcats here on our Montana State Minute, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Justice, thanks for taking a minute, man, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. We're very much looking forward to the game, and uh, go get them on Saturday. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I appreciate it, Coulter. Montana State Minute, presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV, your home for everything kitchen. Visit jvrestaurant.com. Hockey, but not gross hockey. NHL hockey, we're the new affiliates of the Seattle Kraken. We will hear from their play-by-play man. Get to know a little bit more about him. You will, so you can listen to him and, uh, you know, feel like you know the guy throughout the uh, winter evenings. And learn a little bit more about the team as well. Everett Fitzhugh, Andrew Houghton, a conversation about the National Hockey League right after this. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Radio Missoula. Make more music, Lauren Hill. It's just a request. It would make everybody happy. What's up, everybody? Pretty in pink here on your Friday. I got a little uh, breast cancer uh, fundraiser down at the Hype House right after this. So um, if you'd like to help out a couple ladies, uh, local women that are uh, fighting the good fight, battling breast cancer, Come on down. They got raffles and foods and drinks and all sorts of stuff down there at the Hype House on Tool, uh, right across from DraftWorks Brewery. It'll be going on from 5 until 9, so starting here in just about 15 minutes. Uh, maybe I'll see you down there. We here at ESPN Radio got some new stuff to play for you in the evenings. Andrew Houghton has more. Joining us now for his first appearance on ESPN Missoula Radio Although it's a guy whose voice you've been hearing 
on ESPN Missoula Radio a lot. If you've been tuning in to our new partnership with the Seattle Kraken, we're super excited to have the Kraken on board as their only affiliate radio partner in the state of Montana this season. So you've been hearing those games on the radio. And joining me now is the play-by-play guy for the Seattle Kraken, Everett Fitzhugh. Uh, Everett, man, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, no, pleasure to be on. Thank you so much, and and very happy to to be on the only home for Kraken hockey in the great state of Montana right now. Well, I just wanted to introduce you to the people who've been hearing your voice, hearing your great calls. I've certainly been listening listening along to the early season Seattle Kraken action here on ESPN Missoula and, and let the people get to know a little bit of the man behind the voice. So tell everybody here in Montana just a little bit about yourself and how you ended up sort of in that role for the Kraken. Yeah, uh, so I, I mean, we, we can go all the way back. Uh, I was born in a log cabin uh, on a cool, no, um, originally from Detroit, um, and I, I got the job in, in Seattle kind of uh, by accident. I was working for a minor league hockey team in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, the Cyclones, ECHL affiliate of the Buffalo Sabres, um, and I got an email one day from Todd Lewicki, who was the Kraken uh, CEO, and he was uh, saying that he he was passed along my info and wanted to to talk to me a little bit uh, about what was going on in Seattle at the time it was just NHL Seattle it wasn't the Kraken and I actually thought it was a spam email because in all of my years working in sports the the CEO of a team never reaches out to you it's usually someone in HR maybe in PR um, so I thought it was it was my colleagues in the in the Cyclones front office playing a joke on me so I actually left the email sitting in my box for about a day and a half um, and I didn't even respond to it so I ultimately responded to it um, and we had a great conversation this was February of 20 uh, 2020 right before COVID hit and the whole world shut down so um, you know we have a great conversation COVID hits and then we kind of lose touch for a little bit and uh, I'm sitting in, in my apartment back in Cincinnati. I've been, been furloughed like a lot of people uh, around the country due to the pandemic. And my, my then-girlfriend, now my, my wife, um, we were, she was asking me, she says, have you heard anything more about this Seattle hockey team? And I said, ah, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, sure enough, that day I get an email in my inbox, and uh, it was Todd. And he said, hey, I know the whole world's gone upside down, but we're still building for the future and would love to talk to you about a position up here. So once I pick my job off the floor, uh, we have another great couple of interviews. Um, I come out to Seattle for a visit and, uh, I was officially hired, uh, the first, um, first of August, first of September, rather 2020. And then my wife and I, uh, made the move, uh, in late September, early October out here to Seattle. So, uh, I, I, one of our owners is Jerry Bruckheimer and I've told him multiple times when I, when I, talk to him I said I don't think you could have written a script or directed a movie uh, that was as crazy as as my journey uh, to Seattle well yeah what an incredible story making your NHL debut or your full-time NHL debut at least as the Kraken were making their debut last season what was that like just being part of an expansion team a team that was new to the NHL uh, and going through all of that last season I mean it just must have been a bunch of firsts for everybody yeah, oh, absolutely. And it was a once in a lifetime uh, opportunity. How many, A, in our lifetime, you know, I'm 33 years old. 
So how many expansion teams have, have we been through in the last 33 years? I mean, fewer than 20. Um, if you look at overall in the sports landscape, um, you know, and if you ask my opinion as, as Everett, the hockey fan, you know, I think we may be done with expanding in the NHL for a while. So to be able to be a part of this, to bring hockey to a brand new market, a brand new region that has never had the NHL, uh, it, it was phenomenal. And being able to meet and, and talk to so many fans and community members and, and people who were just excited to have an NHL team. I'll tell you a quick story. I met a guy from Boston. Uh, he lived. He's been living here in Seattle, probably going on 20 years, 20, 25 years. Um, grew up a massive Bruins fan, and and he always wanted a team to cheer for. And and he left Boston, kind of fell out of touch with the Bruins. They would come to Vancouver, which is about three hours north of here. Um, so he would go to see them once a year. But but he really wasn't the diehard Bruins fan that he grew up to be. So then the Kraken, uh, Seattle announced they were getting an NHL team. And, and he said, I, I started crying because I've been living here for 20, 25 years, a massive hockey fan. And now I finally have my own team. My kids are, um, you know, in their teens. They now have a team they can call their own. I can share my love of hockey with my kids and my family. And and I've heard so many of those stories. We took a, a cross-state trip to Spokane, went to parts of Idaho, um, up to Alaska. And it's been the same thing. People are so excited uh, for the NHL to be in their region, to have a team that they can get to and watch the the greatest game on earth so it's been a lot of fun off the ice and in the community telling those stories and finding those people who are just so excited to have a team of their own cheer well that's awesome and we're seeing something similar here in missoula with the return of grizz hockey with those great crowds that we're getting down at the glacier ice rink for grizzly hockey games we're bringing you all the grizz hockey games and as many Seattle Kraken games as we can bring you here on ESPN 102.9 Missoula. So we've got Seattle Kraken play-by-play announcer Everett Fitzhugh joining us just for a little introduction to himself and to the Seattle Kraken. Everett, uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about yourself, just where did that love of hockey come from for you? Uh, why, why have you made the game your career? I mean, why does it speak to you so much? Well, so I grew up in Detroit, which is hockey town. Uh, the Red Wings... Uh, made a record 26 trips to the playoffs in a row. They won back-to-back Stanley Cups in the late 90s. That That is when I became a hockey fan. But honestly, it wasn't until I saw a Red Wings game against the Edmonton Oilers that my love of hockey grew. And the reason why is because Edmonton at the time had two black players on their team. I myself am a black man, and, and growing up from in, in the city of Detroit, you didn't see a whole lot of people who looked like you playing the game of hockey. Historically, um, you know, there haven't been a lot of minorities within the game of hockey. So to see two black faces and to see two black men playing the game, it it spoke to me and it let me know that there was a place for me and my fandom within the game. And then I just fell in love with the speed and the action, the nonstop action. I grew up uh, a massive baseball fan, still to this day, huge, huge baseball fan. But hockey is just on another level with that action. And I think it was it was in college when I did my first broadcast at Bowling Green State University. And I said to myself, you know what, I, I'm going to put all of my eggs 
in this hockey basket. I fell in love with broadcasting. I fell in love with broadcasting hockey and 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 bringing the sport to life uh, in a way that so many have done so well um, throughout the course of history. So, you know, being from hockey town, being exposed to it at an early age, and, and then, you know, wanting to pursue that as a career in college, the, those are the big reasons why I said, you know what, come hell or high water, we're going to find a way to get to the NHL. And, and it's it's been an unbelievable uh, experience so far. Everett Fitzhugh, radio voice of the Seattle Kraken, joining us just to give everybody a little introduction on our affiliate partnership with the Kraken. This year, you'll be able to hear Everett's call of the Kraken the next game, Seattle at Chicago on Sunday. That's the next Kraken game that we'll have on our airwaves, and we'll rebroadcast this interview for you leading into their pregame show on Sunday. But Everett, just before I get you out of here, Give everybody a little bit of uh, insight. The 101 on the Kraken this year, I mean, second year after being the newest expansion team in the league last year. What does the team look like this year? Who should we be looking for when we're listening to your calls? Yeah, the the, the big thing with this team, the, the main thing with this team is, is that it's the next wave. We had our inaugural season last year, and, and, and of course people would love the, the record to have been better, but, but the base was built. The, the foundation was built last season. Now you move this year. You've got Matty Beneers, who a lot of people have as, as the Calder Trophy frontrunner uh, given to the NHL's Rookie of the Year. The Kraken added a couple of really big offensive pieces in Oliver Bjorkstrand and Andre Burakovsky. Burakovsky just coming off of his second uh, career Stanley Cup. He won one with Washington and then last year with the Colorado Avalanche. And this team is just a bit, it's, it's a grittier, it's heavier, it's a little hungrier. I, I've had the privilege of talking to a number of players uh, throughout preseason, early in training camp, um, and, and then as we've, as we've rolled along here through these first few games of the, of the regular season. And they've sent it to a man. This team, it feels closer, we feel tighter, we feel uh, th- th- there, there is this sense of guys wanting to be here. Last year, players were selected in the expansion draft um didn't really have a choice of where you were going to go and that's not to say the folks who were here didn't want to be here but now you have that core you have people who have signed here in seattle so it really is is a new sense of 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 re-energization if will and and this team is is hungry to prove a lot of the doubters wrong so if you're looking for guys to key in on maddie Beneers, andre barakovsky oliver bjorkstrand the heart and the hustle of Yanni Gord cannot be matched. Jaden Schwartz is back after missing time last year. So there's going to be a lot of household names in Missoula that I think uh, fans are going to really come to love and appreciate. Love it. It's Everett Fitzhugh, the radio voice of the Seattle Kraken, who you'll be hearing all NHL season right here on ESPN 102.9 Missoula. Everett, man, thank you so much for your time. Uh, It was great talking with you today and having you give a little bit of insight and a little bit of introduction into your background. Hey, my pleasure, and, and looking forward to getting out to Missoula one of these days. I'm a college hockey guy. I went to Bowling Green. I worked in college hockey, so I'd love to check out some Grizz games uh, one of these days. But it was a pleasure talking to you and looking forward to, to bringing Kraken hockey to the great people of Missoula for a long time. Fun times. New affiliation for us here at ESPN Missoula. Thanks to Everett Fitzhugh, the voice of the Seattle Kraken, and thanks to Andrew Houghton our producer, the man behind the glass, for catching up with Everett. Hour one here at Nuana's Now. In the books, hour two, 
coming at you. We'll give you some free pizza. We'll keep on talking Grizz football. We'll hear from Troy Taylor, the head coach of Sacramento State, as his team awaits the Grizzlies. We'll take you around the Garden City, both football and footy, some some soccer updates, and we'll keep on catching up with our great friend Carol in the Chicka Doesn't Know Sports. All of it next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.